0: Welcome to the Preaching Matters Podcast. My name is Alan Carr and I am your host. Thank you for listening to our episode today. On this podcast, we talk about preaching because we believe preaching matters and we certainly want our preaching to be better. We want it to glorify God and we want it to be biblical. And so that's what this podcast is about. We talk about all matters related to preaching because we believe preaching matters. So thank you for tuning in today. We're going to get right into the episode, but before we do, let me ask you to go to your favorite podcast directory and leave us a good review. We would appreciate that. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Now, let's talk about preaching because preaching matters. Welcome back to the Preaching Matters Podcast. Again, my name is Alan Carr, and I welcome you to our podcast in which we talk about preaching from all kinds of angles and all kinds of situations. My goal is to help you be a better preacher. My goal is to help me be a better preacher. This is episode number 36. Today, we're going to talk about some tips on improving your preaching. Now, I'll be honest with you. This list is not original to me. This was published by Steve Lawson back in May of 2020, and uh, a link to his notes will be in the show notes, so you can go and read his article for yourself. But I'm going to use his 20 points, or tips, if you will, on improving your preaching. And I'm doing this because if I were to write this article myself, there's not a single one of these points I would leave out. And so I want to encourage you to pay attention if you want to be a better preacher. I don't know about you, but after all these years, I'm still trying to improve my preaching. I want to be better at what I do because I am a communicator of the word of God to people in the pew, and the better I preach, the better they're going to listen. So I'm trying to get better. Now, there's a lot of ways you can try to improve your preaching. You can make eye contact with the people. You can practice your hand motions, and you can uh, give yourself freedom from a manuscript. But there's more to becoming a good preacher than simply uh, changing a few little things like that, although they help. But if I were going to tell someone how to improve your preaching, I would tell you exactly what Steve Lawson has written in his articles. I'm just going to touch on his points, make a comment or two about each one, and then leave you the link so that you can go back and look at it at your leisure, and that will be a help to you, I'm sure. So the first point he shares, the first tip about improving your preaching, is to sit under great preaching. And I second that with everything I've got in me. I say amen to that. I think you and I can learn a lot about preaching by listening to great preachers, not just listening to them on podcasts or on iTunes or YouTube or whatever, but being there with them, listening to them preach, sitting on the front row, taking notes, gleaning from them all we can, watching how they conduct themselves, pay attention to their transitions, pay attention to their wording, pay attention to how they build the, the sermon to a climax, Pay attention to all those things, and so you can learn a lot by just sitting under great preaching. Not necessarily any preaching. I'm talking about great preaching. So find someone you consider a great preacher and go listen to them preach. If someone's preaching in a meeting in your area and they are a fantastic preacher, then go hear them. Listen to what they have to say. Take good notes and pay attention, and that'll help you. Number two is related to number one, but number two is to take notes from great preaching. So as you listen to somebody preach, pay attention to various things, how they structure their sermon, how they word their transitional sentence, how they write their main points or their subpoints. what kind of illustrations did they use, what kind of applications, and how did they conclude the sermon? How did they introduce the sermon? And I think if you do this and you take good notes and you pay attention to those notes, it will help you learn how to preach better. Because when you hear great preaching, well, there's two kinds of preaching. Let me say this. There's preaching that you don't want to hear and preaching that makes you want to preach. And the kind you don't want to hear makes you want to preach because you think you can do better. But the kind that really makes you want to preach to me is that kind which teaches me, challenges me, and shows me how I can improve my preaching. So if you, if you take good notes, you can learn what preaching looks like on a printed page. And that will help you learn flow, movement, cadence, all those things. And you know, as you listen to it and you take good notes, you know what great preaching feels like and what it looks like before you ever go to a preaching course. Before you ever listen to homiletics and learn homiletics, you can understand great preaching simply by being there. Then number three, the third tip, is listen to great preaching. And just listen. I mean, Get, uh, get in your car, turn on your radio to the local Christian station, listen to great preaching. Find cassettes or CDs or DVDs or pay attention to great preaching on YouTube or on uh, podcasts or whatever, and listen to great preaching. Just listen. Pay attention to how they preach and listen to what they have to say and how they say it, and it can help improve your preaching. Number four, read great preaching. Now, you say, well, that's a lot to do. I know it is. But I think if you read great preaching, especially those preachers from the past who did not leave us an audio record, it can help improve your preaching. So I think you can see preaching when you read like Charles Spurgeon. If you get a chance, read Spurgeon. Soak soak Spurgeon up. I mean, you can feel his passion. You can see how his words were appealing to people to come to Christ. And you can almost hear his voice as he speaks. Read Whitfield. I mean let him set you on fire. He is a great was a great preacher and even though we don't have any audio of Whitfield, we do have the sermons he preached. Read them. Read Edwards, Jonathan Edwards, his sermons. Read how he put those things together. Read great preaching. It'll help you be a better preacher. Number five, learn from many great preachers. Don't just uh, set yourself down to um, settle yourself down to listen to one preacher but let several speak into your heart, okay? Because if you listen to one person only, as Lawson says, it'll put a low ceiling over your preaching. You'll settle into imbalances and imitation, but have a lot of voices coming into your preaching because every preacher you listen to has weaknesses and has blind spots and you've got your own. So surround yourself with a multitude of voices while you try to find your own preaching voice and they will help complement you and round off the rough edges. Also, number six, preach yourself. I mean, listen, what I mean by that is, and what Lawson means by that is, you've got to preach. The way to be a better preacher is to preach. You've got to find a way to preach. Seek out preaching opportunities, even if it's to just a small group. You learn to preach by preaching. If you get a chance to go, if you're not a pastor, and you get a chance to go to the nursing homes and preach, take advantage of that. I did that for many years in a nursing home in a county where I used to live. And for about seven years, every Tuesday morning, I would go up there and I would preach to those folk. And then one Thursday night a month, I would preach to them. And I preached and I didn't mess around. I mean, I didn't go in there and give them some little bitty, uh, 10 minute sermonette. I preached through books of the Bible. I did just like I did in church and I preached to them and we had preaching. I learned a lot about preaching by preaching to that audience because if you preach in a nursing home, you're going to have some episodes and things that will happen. I could tell you about the lady who got sick and threw up on my shoes while I was preaching. I could tell you about the man who was, had suffering from severe dementia, and he was a sexual deviant. who was always after the nurses and the help there. But one night, he came around while I was preaching, and God saved him and changed his life. And I learned a lot about preaching by preaching in the nursing homes. So preach. Any chance you get, if you can't do anything else, go out in the woods and find you a tree stump and climb up on it and preach. Practice your preaching. Learn how to preach by preaching. Then number seven, preach often. And a lot of guys, as Lawson says, never surpass mediocrity in their preaching for the simple reason they don't preach enough. George Whitfield said, the more I preach, the better I preach, just like anything else in life. The more you practice it, the better you get at it. It's like talking to this microphone. The more I do it, the more comfortable I feel doing it. Practice does make perfect, except none of us are ever perfect, but it does get you closer, right? So the more you'll preach, the better you will preach, and that's just the way it is. So preach every time you get an opportunity. Preach often. If you have no one to preach to, as I said a moment ago, preach to yourself. My steering wheel has heard many sermons driving down the road, and so preach. Preach every chance you get, and also preach in different settings. That's number eight, and, you know, there's a predictability about preaching in a certain place. I've been at our church now in our 20th year, and I preach in the same pulpit week after week. I preach to the same faces. I have the same scenery around me, but we do need to expand our horizons and enlarge our gifts, and we need to. Uh, learn how to preach in many different settings. So preach in as many different settings as you can, and you'll see a whole lot of things, and each one of those will pull something different out of you. There are some churches I go to preach at, and they're just not really uh, lively, and so they make me want to be calmer when I preach, but I go to some that are excited, man, and they'll get you fired up, and it's a blessing to preach. go, Go wherever you can and preach and let God preach you wherever he'll open a door for you. Pray that God will open the doors, and each opportunity will help improve your preaching. Number nine, preach narrative. Now, a lot of my tendency is to take the epistles of Paul or James or whoever and dive into them. I mean, just get into the minutiae of the text, and they're wonderful, aren't they? But Lawson suggests we need to expand to other genres of Scripture. So learn to preach narratives. And by preaching narratives, a didactic preacher, that is a teaching preacher, becomes a dynamic preacher because there's energy in a story. There is a passion flowing from an inspired plot that has action and conflict and character development. And if as we learn to handle those portions of Scripture, it'll make us more dynamic in our preaching. We won't just be teaching. We will be preaching. So I encourage you to preach narrative, that is, get in the Gospels, get in the histories of the Bible, because those stories will come alive in the pulpit. Also, preach the Psalms, he suggests, as number 10, and he says that he didn't fully develop as a preacher until he preached through the entirety of the book of Psalms. And if you immerse yourself in the preaching of the Psalms, they will change you. Your vocabulary will change. Your passion for preaching will change metaphors and analogies you find in the Psalms will begin to come out in your in your speech and your vocabulary. <clears throat> your preaching will no longer have the tone of a, well, a correspondent, as Lawson says, but a poet. And you're going to gain a natural command of the language of the Bible, and you'll preach to broken hearts, you'll preach to people on mountaintops, people in the valleys of life, and you'll better understand emotion. But most of all, the Psalms will cause your preaching to be very God-centered. So learn to preach the Psalms. It'll make you a better preacher. Number 11, he suggests that we improve our vocabulary. As I've said in an earlier podcast, our, our words are our tools. They're what we build with, right? And all preaching is is pouring out a bunch of words. And you and I need to have the best words we can to draw from. And if we do that, we'll have more going for us. And we need to think about vocabulary. Let's learn our vocabulary. And so if you're a preacher, your life's work is words. Read books on how to expand your vocabulary. Do whatever it takes to add more words in there. Use flashcards, use a a thesaurus, use a book, whatever. Never repeat yourself in preaching, right? Find the best word and the right word and learn to opt for carefully selected word over a story. If you're a preacher, words are your trade master your words, so improve your vocabulary, learn more words, that doesn't mean you have to use big words that no one understands, it doesn't mean that you have to take the simple and make it profound, for instance, everybody knows the little rhyme, twinkle twinkle little star, how I wonder what you are, up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky, you could say it like this, Scintillate, scintillate, globule vivific. Fain would I fathom thy nature specific. Poised above in the ether capricious, strongly resembling a gem carbonaceous. Now, why would I do that? I've taken the simple and I've made it where you can't understand it, right? How about this one? Never gaze into the mastication orifice of a gratuitous quadruped herbivore. Never look a gift horse in the mouth. I mean, why would we want to make it difficult? You don't have to use these words in order to hide truth, but the best words and the right words are those which expose truth better, so improve your vocabulary. Number number 12, and you're not going to like this one, but it's improve your grammar. Uh, we got to be careful about our grammar. When we preach, we ought to use good grammar, and whatever you've got to do to, to develop good grammar, do it. If you've got some teachers in your church, some teachers of English in your church, go to them and say, hey, when I preach, would you mark my grammatical errors and let me know about them so that I can improve? If you have a wife who understands grammar, have her make a list of those mistakes in your preaching. And there's no better way, as Lawson says, to extract bad grammar from you than for someone to love you enough to tell you. And then thank them when they correct you because it's God's way of refining you. So if you don't understand grammar, get you a style manual. Get you a book on English grammar and learn grammar. It'll help your writing. It'll certainly help your preaching, and it will help you come across as far more credible when you stand up. It will improve your preaching. Number 13, read great literature, okay? There's no better method to learn about cadence, length, lead-in, phraseology, emphasis, word choice, than to read great literature, so spend time enjoying the masters of English communication, and it will change your preaching. Number fourteen, learn how to write and edit. And by the way, I'm sharing these with you because these are things that I have done myself. These are things I'm constantly working on, and this list really st- struck me and spoke to my heart. So I want th- I wanted to share it with you because it is so helpful. Now, to learn to preach, you got to write a sermon, right? And I'm advocating manuscripts. I've always done that, and I I continue to do that, and I probably will till I die. But if you're going to write a sermon, you've got to learn how to write. And uh, just write. It doesn't matter who, if anybody's reading it, but learn to get your thoughts on the paper. So go through the practice. Then after you've written, go through the practice of editing your writing. Force yourself to dig into your own sentences, correct your grammar, shorten them up, make it more concise, make it more readable and more understandable, and it will help you learn how to speak better because writing breeds accuracy. And Lawson says, accuracy is the heartbeat of expository preaching. And that's why you need to write yourself clear in the study and then edit your text, brutally edit it, and don't go light on yourself, but certainly correct yourself. Number 15, The 15th tip is to invite feedback when preaching. Now, a lot of times people criticize our sermons, right, and we get discouraged. Like the one preacher who had a lady come out and says, uh, Pastor, thank you for sending those tapes home to my husband. Since he had his stroke, he can't come to church, but um, he says that every sermon you preach is better than the next one or better than the next one. Yeah, so in other words, he's going downhill, right? Or as one lady said to a preacher, she came out, her husband had a mental breakdown, and she said, my husband really loves your preaching since he lost his mind. Well, hey, those things are discouraging, right? Or if someone comes up to you and begins to criticize what you've preached after the sermon, that's tough. But if you can find a couple of people in the congregation who love you and who are committed to helping you, then ask them to give you honest feedback on your preaching. Ask them to show you your blind spots or those places where you get bogged down, those places that you miss truth simply because you don't see it. So invite feedback and don't be upset when people come to you and offer criticism because criticism offered in a practical way can be very, very helpful. Number 16, read books on preaching. Now, uh, Lawson here lists several books, and I've read nearly all of these books and I would agree with his assessment. He recommends Martin Lloyd-Jones' book on preaching and preachers. You need to read that book. That is a tremendous book. uh, John MacArthur's book, Preaching, How to Preach Biblically, again, a great book. J.W. Alexander's Thoughts on Preaching. Uh, R.L. Dabney, Evangelical evangelical Eloquence, easy for me to say. And then uh, John Stott, Between Two Worlds, great stuff. Then Spurgeon's Lectures to My Students, again, tremendous book. Read books on preaching. They will help you grow, and they will develop you in your preaching. They will help your pulpit ministry. Number 17, read biographies of great preachers. Now, if you've never read the two-volume biography of George Whitfield by uh, Arnold dallamore you should read that. It is a blessing. Read the autobiography of Charles Spurgeon. That will change your life. Read the biography of Martin Lloyd-Jones by Ian Murray. I mean great books, and these books will make you want to do something. Read books that make you want to preach, and the biographies of these great preachers will help stir up the preach in you. Number 18, read church history. Now, you need to know about the Reformation, the Great Awakening, the Modern Missions Movement, the great Victorian preachers, and you need to learn all of that and you need to learn that uh, you are one of those men. Even though you're at a different time, a different place, and a different context than them, uh, God through them will teach you that uh, conflict and controversy mark every move forward. And studying church history will force you to grow up, and as Lawson says, it will mature you. And then read of the martyrs, number 19. Uh, I think we ought to read about Tyndale. Read about Cranmer. read about those men and women who were tied to the stake and burned alive. Uh, Lawson says in the front of his Bible, he carries a picture of John Rogers. Rogers was burned at the stake in 1555, and he was uh, martyred by Bloody Mary, Queen Mary, and his crime. What did he do? He helped finish Tyndale's work of translating the Bible into the English language. And because she was a staunch Catholic and these men were reformers, uh, he, rep- he repudiated the mass, he preached the purity of grace, and because of that, she had him killed. If you can, read Fox's Book of Martyrs and read about other men who were martyred. I've never had a day like that when I can say that I was killed. Uh, anything I've ever been endured, criticism, rejection, being hounded out of a church, whatever, I've, it's nothing compared to what these men suffered. So spend some time with the martyrs and it will affect you when you step into the pulpit. It's hard to be a goofball, as, as Lawson says. It's hard to be a goofball in the pulpit when you've been drinking from that well. And then number 20, be more zealous for God. Whatever stage of life you're in, don't let it quench your fire, okay? Don't be like the church in Ephesus where Jesus says you've left your first love. We don't. We, we need to remember that time when we were on fire for God. Remember when preaching was so wonderful. Remember our zeal, the days of zeal and passion. Remember the times when we were actively witnessing. Remember the times when we rejoiced in church, when we praised the Lord, when we sang with joy and glory in our soul. Remember the times when we used to cry. Remember and pray for God to set you on fire. Ask God to do that in you, and God will answer that, and that will help you be more zealous in the pulpit and it will, it will be able to improve your preaching. If you can do these 20 things, if you can start working on these 20 things, even if you only succeed in a, putting a good number of them into your life, it will change your preaching for the better. And, hey, in some ways, you know, techniques are for men who don't know how to preach, but get on fire for God, as Lawson says, and you'll find a way to get it across. And let me tell you something. You need to learn how to preach. And you need to always be improving your preaching. So I point you to men like Steve Lawson, who is a great preacher. I point you to his books on the great Christians of the past. I point you to him for truth. His preaching is worth listening to, and he has much to teach us. And this article he has written is a tremendous article to help us be better preachers. And so I've shared that with you today. I hope you've enjoyed it. God bless you. And thank you for listening to the Preaching Matters podcast. Again, contact me at alancarr at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. If you have ideas for future episodes, I want to hear that. Again, that's alan Carr at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a positive review. And if you'd like to help us with the expenses of the podcast, you can become a patron. Just click the green link at the bottom of the show notes where it says, Become a Patron and y'all support the show and you can support me and I would appreciate it and God bless you until next time when we'll talk about preaching because preaching matters. Thank you once again for joining us today on the Preaching Matters podcast. We'll try to have a new episode out next week so I encourage you if you enjoyed the episode or you think someone else would enjoy it first I want you to subscribe and I'd like for you to leave a positive review on the platform of your choice, or on several if you choose. And I'd like for you to tell somebody else about it. This is a podcast for preachers. If you are a preacher or know some preacher who might benefit, share the news. God bless you. Thanks for being here. I pray that preaching goes well for you. and God blesses you in your work for His glory. Pray for us, and Lord willing, we'll see you next week.